looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go! And it's Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and John Hartson. 0808 1717 After a weekend where Celtic stay seven points clear of the pack, the pack being in second and third position, joint St Mirren just behind Rangers now on goal difference yep I went for Rangers yesterday against 10 man St Mirren and in the next few days it's the final interviews for the Rangers manager's job we're going to talk with Barry about that in just a moment or two and for Celtic with John Rio Hatati back to near his best at the weekend and the manager has challenged him and has that worked because he was in top form man of the match and Celtic's win on Saturday seems a while ago now there's been so much football and remember this week Scotland could finally, definitely secure our place in Germany. We're going to be in Spain against the team that were the favourites. Uh, that's on Thursday. Barry, what a week it's been. It's going to be... Yeah, I forgot there was a game on Thursday, <laughs> a big game for Scotland. Yep, it's been a, a crazy last few days, certainly for my, my old club Rangers, obviously. that I've not been in since the, the game on Thursday night. That was a real um, hard watch, if I'm being honest with you, Paul. Um, really disappointing displaying performance. And then listen, the, the, the done what they had to do on uh, Sunday, it was just all about making sure they get three points. It wasn't the best performance, but you know what? It calms things down a little to allow now the Rangers board to make their final decisions on um, who's going to become the, the new Rangers manager. Because I firmly believe, Paul, he has to come in and he has to come in quickly. I know John Bennett said that he was going to take his time in terms of the interview process, but... At this moment in time, Rangers are, are badly needing somebody in there to steady the ship and try and take the club forward. So it's not going to be Frank Lampard. Graeme Souness has been helping in the background and, and that's a good move, isn't and, it? And rightly so, Paul. I said last week in the show, I think the Rangers board have got to tap into guys who have got unbelievable experience in the game and certainly, obviously, being at Rangers, Graeme Souness um, had a brilliant time there as player-manager and um, they've got to use every bit um, of the experience and the know-how of what Graham Souness has got and when I seen that um, I was quite happy with that because it's a a great um, mind to go and get in about and see what he believes can be the, the right way for Rangers going forward Two of the front runners, Kevin Muscat and Philip Clement, but there are other names as well you believe Barry it's not going to be well it might be one of these two but do you think just now they know who it's going to be the new manager by the end I, of the week? I think they'll have a rough idea Paul no doubt I, I think they'll go through another interview process it's not normally one interview I think they, they go and they'll speak to certain individuals who they believe can be the next Rangers manager and then they'll, they'll let it lie for a couple of days and then go back and obviously re-interview and I think that's the, the best way forward for Rangers 
um, and it'll be interesting to see in the coming days Paul because as I said I think Rangers need to get a manager in so he's got a full week prep before the the next um, home game against Hibs in the league John your old club Celtic top of the table it's been quite a great a great spell for Celtic domestically since the last international break the only blip being the match the other night with Lazio where we spoke to you on Friday about it they were so close played so well um, and Saturday could have been difficult after that disappointment but they did well and uh, Brendan Rodgers says John they could have scored more goals yeah, they bounced back really well, uh, as you'd expect them to against Kilmarnock at home. You know, Kilmarnock knocked them out of the League Cup early on in the season, but some really good positives. Um, Cameron Carter-Vickers came back in. Um, uh, Louis Palmer as well looks a good player. I called for him to get a start, and he ended up starting at the weekend. Hitati back to his best. Palmer scored, Hitati scored, comfortable 3-1 win still unbeaten and going exceptionally well look forward to the next one now and the next one keep checking them off and of course Atletico Madrid to come in two weeks at Celtic Park that's, that becomes now Celtic wanting to finish third in the group I think that's possibly where they should be um, in this group so for me uh, it's a massive game play Atletico Madrid twice home and away got to try and pick up something in that next uh, Champions League qualifier you called it right Champions League group stage yeah. should I say you called it right the other night John you got the Celtic team right news today Dyson Maida has withdrawn from the Japan squad uh, with injury given as the reason so he's been a big part of the Celtic success what about Rio Hitati then he was dropped at the start of the season he wasn't in it was uh, David Turnbull who played yeah. what do you feel about Rio Hitati we all know how good he has been is he getting back Yes, I, th- I think game yeah. by game he's getting stronger. Um, he, he looks as if he's um, he's getting more comfortable, sort of in that role where he plays. Remember, he's under a new manager this season as well. Um, <clears throat> but he's a wonderful player, and we get him back fit. He's 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 a huge uh, player for Celtic, so he's getting fitter and fitter. He's getting better and better, and I still don't think we've seen the best of him yet. Um, but as I said, it's a great sign for the fans, a great great for Brendan. And obviously, um, when he is fit, he's an outstanding midfield player, gets forward, uh, he can pass the ball really well, and he's a goal threat, which he saw at the weekend. Barry, you're beginning to see the Brendan Rodgers way of playing. The players are getting used to it. Yeah, listen, it does take a bit of time. Obviously, it's a different style from Postacoglu's, but you can see now they're starting to motor a wee bit. Uh, even when they're not playing at their best I take that as an example of, of going to third part and playing Motherwell um, they still find a way to win and then you've seen obviously signs at, at the weekend against Kilmarnock and John just mentioned Hitati um, you can see now he's starting to get fit um, I thought his goal was excellent great piece of skill um, but if I'm, a, if I'm a midfielder against him you'd wipe him out there uh, no doubt about that but listen he takes it it's really cool calming collective um, in terms of the finishing at the bottom corner but you can see now Celtic are starting to build a bit of momentum um, they're starting to uh, blow teams away um, I know Kilmarnock got, got it back to 2-1 but it always looked at any stage that um, Celtic could go up the part and, and score that vital third or fourth goal what are you thinking at home or at work or on the way home? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. We're going to hear from John Carver, who I always think speaks really well. Mm-hmm. And he's Ryan Jack is out of the Scotland squad, uh, but they're not going to pull somebody in because he mentions your nephew. You'll hear it in a few moments, Lewis. Yeah, again, captain the, the team yeah. again at the, the, the weekend. Um, look, he can only do his piece, Lewis, in terms of perform really well for Bologna, and that's what he's doing. He's captained them the last couple of games, Paul. and He's just waiting for that opportunity. 
uh, to get that chance to, to play and I'm sure if uh, Lewis gets that opportunity he'll go and impress and and um, and he'll try and stake a claim, a claim for a place in that midfield one thing about the Scotland midfield is Paul it's got a lot of good quality experienced players in it but listen I'm sure Lewis will, will be aware of that and he's he's um, the only thing Lewis can do is as I said perform with his, his club Bologna do well and hopefully catch the eye of the manager Stevie Clark John if you're not involved in the international scene it's a few days off now isn't it Celtic players will go away it was a James Forrest a testimonial dinner last night yeah. most of them were there it was a great night for him Callum McGregor spoke James spoke and so do did Brendan Rodgers so a lot of the players there and Barry on Friday you had the Chris Boyd charity lunch as well I know you're raising a bundle of money John it is amazing how much money the football clubs and their supporters raise for charities it's such a difficult time I was impressed by that I was speaking to Jim who was on with you at the weekend he's really enjoyed it and John last night lots of them there um, and I know your own charity yeah. benefits from just the generosity of people yeah and I, and I think footballers sometimes get a bit of a um, um, people look at footballers and say you know they're this and they're that. they earn too much money they don't give a lot back but <clears throat> I, I can vouch for yeah. something different Paul I think Chris Boyd has done brilliant with it, with his own charity myself as well um, raising over a million pounds now, giving giving lots back. Phenomenal. Um, yeah. And and the problem is, it's like footballers turn up at, at hospitals, yeah. Christmas morning, yeah. Boxing Day morning, with a load of bags full of toys and presents. Yeah. Go into the cancer ward. Go into the other wards, Glasgow Children's Hospital. People don't see that. No. Sure. You know, people don't see that. But if somebody's in trouble on a Saturday night, they'll quickly. They'll quickly try and bring him down and, and, and obviously give him criticism. Rightly so, yeah. because, you know, you're, course, sure. you're obviously but representing the football club and being professional. But sometimes things like this, Chris Boyd's charity yesterday, yeah. um, I don't know what he raised, it's close to £50,000, I think, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And that goes that goes unseen sometimes yep. which is a little bit unfair because footballers do do an awful lot they of do. things mm. for charity. Barry, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it. Yep. I mean, uh, again, I'll just go on what John says. John does a, a, a brilliant thing with his charity in terms of raising awareness for cancer. We've all had somebody in the family who's obviously suffered with that and obviously Boyd is doing his, his mental health. Listen, I've, I've missed the last few, which he's, he's dug me up about, but I managed to make Friday. And, and to be honest with you, Paul, I had a brilliant three or four hours. It was yep. great. There was... Um, obviously some of my ex-teammates there obviously Boyd, Kenny Miller some ex-Celtic players Scott McDonald, Big Sutty James McFadden um, so it was brilliant to see them and, and get a good laugh and um, just listening to some of the stories obviously Boyd getting a bit emotional going up on stage which was brilliant to hear um, yeah I, I just had a, a brilliant day I, I brought quite a few of my mates along and they were all texting on Saturday and saying it was a, a brilliant time they had at the lunch they certainly they certainly drank enough they that's for it. sure <laughs> <laughs> well that was the curtain raiser for the weekend it started with the uh, games on Saturday there was the Edinburgh Derby finished 2-2 great game talk about that shortly Dundee Ross County postponed because of the deluge we had at the weekend and uh, Livy beating Motherwell so Motherwell have been we've all been talking about but actually it's been a tough month for them but Celtic winning 3-1 against Kilmarnock Brendan Rodgers afterwards well, performance wise it was very very good I, I don't think the scoreline actually reflected the, the level of performance very good going forward very creative um, scored three and, and could have had a number more so um, 
yeah, very pleased overall. And he said it showed the mental strength after the huge disappointment just in the death of the game with Lazio. I think it shows you the mental strength of the team and that competitive spirit. You could touch the pain from the other night because we'd played well. We looked like we were going to win it and maybe lose the game. And it was sore one for everyone, players, management, supporters. Um, but we still recognised that we, we'd played well in the game. Uh, so it was a case of having 24 hours to grieve on the... <laughs> On the uh, on the result, and then just really focus in on this game, knowing that Kamarnik will come with a good energy. Uh, Derek's, you know, a very good manager who'll organise his team well and make it difficult. Uh, but I think the response of the players was was outstanding. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred, top of the table. You haven't been defeated in the league this season. And so the next day, huge game for Rangers, especially after Limassol, Barry, because as you said, we didn't speak to you Friday. Um, people were genuinely felt it was a given that Rangers would win that game, but they were so far off it. Yeah, look, nothing, nothing's a given in football, no. Paul, but. And no been disrespectful to Aris they, they weren't the, they, were, they were average at best um, I know Rangers suffered a, a tough result of the weekend against Aberdeen but I expected more Paul they look lost they look fragile there's a lot of um, words I could describe the, the performance but I just couldn't believe what I was I was watching um, and I felt sorry I've got to say I, I felt for Devo Stephen Davis because obviously he couldn't turn the job down. Um, that, that was tough in him. And I, I was sitting watching the game yesterday and I was just hoping, listen, I don't care about the performance, just make sure they, they get three points. And and they certainly did. Again, it wasn't another brilliant performance, but do you know what? It was three points. It calms everything down for a, a few days to then allow, hopefully now, the Rangers board to go and, and make their decision and, and bring a new manager in. Well, he said afterwards he couldn't have asked for more. From his players. Listen, people are entitled to their opinion. Um, fans share the fr- players share the same frustrations as the fans, um, but obviously we get the opportunity as staff and players to to change things on the pitch. So, but like I just said to the players, and I just thanked them for the last couple. That wasn't why I wanted it to be because I wanted to get two positive results over these games. But I've just thanked them in terms of their effort and desire because it's not easy also coming back off. Thursday night the quick turn around the game early kick off today but um, I couldn't ask any more from them in terms of what they've given me and obviously that was the background of the banner that was there and seen on the TV criticising the team uh, Stephen Davis spoke about the game itself Rangers of course winning uh, up against 10 men for quite a time but it's yeah, a win I'm delighted Lakes. Um, we knew it was going to it's a really difficult place to come here St Mirren have started the season really well Robbo's got them really well organised defensively so delighted to come here keep a clean sheet and obviously get the three goals Certainly a step in the right direction, um, especially going into the international break where you've got that couple of weeks before you play again. Um, I think it was really important for us to, today to come here as a group and for everybody within that group and the fans as well. Just to listen, there's still a long way to go, but it's, it's certainly a step in the right direction, as you say. And he made some changes, Barry, Zach Lovelace. Didn't last too long because of injury. Yeah, but I thought yeah. he brought a lot of energy mm-hmm. to the team, Paul. Um, and listen, it was... It was a, not, I wouldn't say a big call from from Devil, but he made the decision. I thought it turned out to be the right decision because I was really impressed with him. Yep. Powerful, really direct. Um, just unlucky that he obviously it looked if he suffered a bad muscle injury. Um, but it, look, that was a positive uh, positives for me. Lovelace and then McCausland come on as well. Showed some nice touches. Bailey Rice getting a few minutes towards the end, and it's brilliant to see these players um, get the get the opportunity but the most important thing for Devo was just making sure 
that they, they got that three points as I said it wasn't brilliant to watch um, but look a clean sheet some young guys playing their part in a in a victory against St Man who let's be honest have had a brilliant start to the season sure John, one of the criticisms has been that the new players brought in by Michael Beale haven't hit the ground running. But when you look at the records now, it's at seven goals for Abdullah Sima, who mm. big striker. Well, he was the one. He, he was the one that uh, did show a little bit. One of the few signings that um, Michael Beale uh, signed. Um, what did they pay for him? Was it something like? For- no, he's in loan from Brighton. Oh, no, yep. from Brighton, yes, Seema. Yep, yeah. He's getting the goals, John, and that's well. What, that's that's yep. all you can. That's all you can ask for, really. But um, no, Rangers, they did what they had to do. I think from losing the previous two, they had to show something. They they had to show their fans that they were up for the fight. Going to a tough place uh, like St Mirren, who've had a good start under Steve Robinson, but also uh, I think um, if they could come on maybe tonight, the, the Tavernier doubters. Because they, our our radio was filled with criticism towards Tavernier yeah. last week. Mm-hmm. What do you think of him now? All of a sudden, you know, he was embarrassed. I think last week with the amount of criticism he was getting, a guy came on on Friday, wanted yeah. him out, mm-hmm. wanting to lose the captaincy, um, dropped this, that, and the other. What do you think of him now? Yeah. Um, are you are you still with him? What was the well, feelings? Two brilliant. Go- goal at the weekend what about that second strike showed his class yeah. and uh, just goes to yeah. show Paul yeah. that uh, you know people phone in and yeah. want to criticise and I, I was the one who said he scored 75% of Rangers' mm. goals alright he's not been having a great time but to get on a player's back like they have like that I think was very very disappointing but they are entitled to an opinion and that's what well, we do no, and well, so yeah, much they, positive they are but not when they, not when they go channel. after one yeah. player and, and give one and particularly your captain um, I thought he was harsh I really did Barry what about Tav yesterday the goals yeah, first and foremost yeah. I, Paul I've said plenty of times I, I think the, the criticism that he gets is way way over the top I, I do but I think he also understands when you've got that armband round about your arm when you do lose a game it generally is the, the, the captain that, that gets it in the neck um, but as I said he's going through a tough time like every other player but one thing and I want people to listen one thing about James Tavernier is he doesn't hide and that's where you've got to give him huge credit for because it would be easy to go and and hide behind um, an injury or, or something like that but one thing about him is he stands tall and maybe his performances aren't up to scratch and I think he asked James himself he'll probably say no I can do a lot better but listen he, he came in for it the last uh, over the last couple of games uh, games against Aberdeen against Aris yeah. um, but yesterday nothing each where the game's on a knife edge it's pretty even he steps up and slots the penalty away um, where there's a lot of pressure on him and then obviously steps up uh, with, with that third goal he gets a bit of luck because his first strikes mm. know the best but the technique involved in that strike you could have two keepers in in the goal <laughs> and they wouldn't have saved it so that's one yeah. thing I've always said about James Tavernier he, he doesn't hide for it and, and listen it is tough I've been through it myself it's no nice but you need to show, show a side that um, I, I, a strong character um, kind of side of you and I think he shows that what kind of manager is going to come in what are the credentials for the Rangers manager who will probably be announced by the end of the week 
the two leading candidates? I think you need three? a real strong character, okay. Paul. Um, I think you need a bit of experience, and, and the, the managers that we have mentioned here, a lot of people still have known like Kevin Muscat, for instance. He's been a manager for 10 years, or over 10 years. That is a bit of experience. Uh, he's won in Japan. Clement yeah. as well. He's been only a manager for over over ten years. Um, I, I, look, whatever manager Rangers bring in, I, I'm sure, a hundred percent sure the Rangers fans will get behind them. Um, but it is a tough job because um, generally when a new manager comes in, he likes to bring his own players in. So we don't know what's going to be happening in terms of. Come January, is there going to be money available to go and strengthen, or is it down the loan route? But one thing I know is that the Rangers board need to get a real strong guy who can handle the demands and the expectations that come with being a Rangers manager. Reading a good article on it today in the record with Keith Jackson, and he was pointing out, talking about the different potential managers and what they would need, and it reminded me that um, the late great Walter Smith was involved when some of the appointments earlier on mm. and when Derek McInnes didn't come and some fans say well he rejected Rangers but Keith was pointing out it was actually the Dave King regime at that point mm-hmm. that he was saying yeah it was interesting yeah. I read that it was interesting to read that and, and I get obviously late great Walter Smith's not here I'm sure Rangers that would have been one of the first doors they would have banged down to, to get his opinion but I like what they're doing they're going to Graham Souness and asking his opinion I think they're doing the right thing in that these guys you've got to tap into the huge experience and know how they've got in the game um, and don't rule out Derek McInnes uh, look, I, I know I'll, I'll get a few people having a pop at me here but look Derek McInnes knows the game inside out he knows how to set a team up um, and I think over the piece during his managerial career he's, he's had a, a decent um, a decent career at it but it'll be interesting to see um, come the end of the week where it, which I firmly believe they will need to make a decision and bring him in Paul because I would like to think the new manager has got a bit of uh, a bit of time um, to in the lead up. Sorry, should I say to the the home game against Hibs in the league where they need to again continue what they've done against St Mirren and get three points. Biggest appointment for Rangers in a long, long yeah, time. Yes, two managers in ten months or seven managers in five years, whatever way you want to put it, Paul, is very unlike Rangers. And this next manager needs to be here for the long haul. John, Barry, stand by. Quick break and then we're going on the lines. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go. to the traffic and travel. Paul Cooney here with John Hartson and Barry Ferguson. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Sean is on the line in Gathamlock. Hi, Sean. Hello, Sean. Hiya. Good, we've got you. How are you? Ah, Brian, you have watched a lot of football the weekend, so I've enjoyed it. Good man. So what are you thinking about Rangers? Who do you want as manager? I think Kevin Mustard is the one that's leading the show, but it, de- it definitely, um, Barry will agree, we need to bring somebody in that's um, not a junior manager, a manager that's won a few trophies, because we can't go down the road uh, uh, just appointing a fa- um, uh, ex-Rangers player that's no one in yet. I think he needs to go to a manager that's won something. Barry, I know you completely agree with that. There has to be an experienced manager. Yeah. Are there any other names out there? So we mentioned Derek McInnes as well. I mean, it's yeah. the, the usual, obviously, the names that have got, are, that are being bandied about at this moment in time, Paul, but I, I, you never know. There could be a, a left-field appointment. There could be an experience. I mean, I, I'm looking, I'm trying to think of experienced managers down south and 
I'm looking at like a Nigel Pearson, for instance, who's managed at the highest level. Mm-hmm. He's down at Bristol City. Get guys like that. I, I don't understand why they have not been um, mentioned. Um, there's, I'm, I'm sure there's others. That that's just one that springs to mind. Um, but it looks to me at this moment in time, it's going to be Musky. I mean, I can call him Musky because he's yeah. an ex-teammate of mine. But I mean, I can just go and how I found Musky, and he was a real fiery guy. He was like kind of. He would certainly get them organised and working really hard. That that's one thing for sure. And and obviously we have been quoted for the job. I've took a keen interest in terms of how he's done in his coaching career, and he's he's doing really good things over in Japan, Paul. And he's got a, a brand of football which certainly is exciting to watch. So it's exciting to see who's going to be announced in the next three, four, five days. John, you're impressed by Derek McInnes, and why wouldn't you yeah. be? Yeah. yeah. Well, people talk about experience all the time and, and people who've been in the Scottish game and people, somebody who knows the club, knows the knows the blueprint, knows the expectation. I know you go, you're saying it hasn't got to be an ex-player, but Derek's done very well up here. He did exceptionally well at, um, at Aberdeen, which is not an easy club to manage. Aberdeen, a lot of pressure on Aberdeen. Um, he took Kilmarnock back up to the, to the yeah. Premiership. They looked all over the place, by the way, when he when he first took over there. Um, and he's doing another fine job this year, beating Celtic, beating Rangers. Um, you know, so for me, I, I think Derek's thorough. He's somebody that will that will take no liberties. I think he will get them really, really organised. He would absolutely love to do it. I think he, he would appreciate being in the job and look to do really well because he knows the standards he has to set. And I said Friday, listen, they ain't going to, of all people, they're not going to listen to me. But if you're asking me for my view or my opinion, I would look no further than Derek McInnes. But, you know, you look at it today, Paul yep. Clementi managed Ghent, and that's a gamble for me. That's a gamble because he's coming in from Belgium. You don't really, really know. He played for Coventry as a player, played for several other clubs as a player. And it's a gamble. It might be a gamble that pays off. You never know when you're making yeah. these appointments. Whereas Kevin Musket, obviously, Kevin, was at the club. Kevin Muscat's won in Japan yeah. over the last few yeah. years. Yeah. Craig um, Craig Moore is a massive fan of mm. his. He's a big advocate for Muscat yeah. maybe taking the job. He knows him exceptionally. Would have played with him both at Rangers and for the Australian national team. You wouldn't want to play against him, would you? And when he was playing... Well, it all depends. It yeah. depends what you're looking at, isn't it? Yeah, of um, course, yeah. But well, I, I, yeah. John makes a good... But I, yeah. I tend to think Scottish managers are similar to Scottish players. Yeah. They got overlooked. Agree. Like, look like in terms well, of the players... Look how well like Alec McLeish did. Of course. You yeah. know, Alec, when yeah, he right. came yeah. in, he'd managed, uh, uh, he'd yeah. managed that... Mother will They take him... A yep. fan. You just want to treble. He knows yep. exactly what it's like. Yep. Um, he gets the players. He has the players' <laughs> respect. Uh, the players have to have respect for the manager. Yeah. And I think Derek, Derek comes with that respect, mm. personally. Barry's smiling there, of course. Yeah, you just had to remind me there. But it was true, though. But look, when Alec came in... And, yeah, because you know, we, we, the, we the were struggling a wee bit. Advocate, yeah. obviously, had took the, the team as far as he had. Uh, he could take them, sorry. And Alex had done good jobs at, at Mullow and, and, and Hibs and he came in and he, he, he galvanised us. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, he got us really organised and we ended up winning a, um, a double that year. Sean, stay on. Paul, uh, Rangers fan, is on as well. Paul, glad you're on. Got, yeah. Let's get straight to it. Uh, what do you think about the younger players being thrown in at the weekend? Aye, thanks for letting me on, Paul. Yep. Um, well, absolutely. I think, I think we had 
I, I was getting frustrated with Dessers and Mammers and whatnot. I think I think for years, to be honest, um, Rangers have been reluctant to bring youth in. Um, you know, Celtic arrivals do it consistently. So, I know I think Lovely's unfortunately injury, but good sure. to see him in there. And uh, I think McCausland's another good and upcoming player. I like Adam Define as well as another yep. good player. Yeah, a number through. of players. So, I, so, Paul, who do you want as your manager then? It should happen by the end of the week. Who's it going to be? Well, mine's just a wee bit left field here and I want to get Barry's opinion on it. Go on. Um, I've, seen, I've seen the paper there. Billy Davis for the year. Um, I think he's had a few personal issues. Um, but listen, the, guy, the guy's done an outstanding job with Nottingham Forest and that. But it's been so many years ago. Yeah, that, that, do, you not, yeah. do you not think he's been yeah. away too long? Yeah. Barry, what do you feel? Yeah, that, that's what I was just about to say. The, the only problem with, with Barry is he's been out of work for a, a long, long time. I'm not saying that that automatically makes you a, a bad manager, but I do know a few players that have played under him. Um, and they, they, they did say real good things about him, but Paul, I just think Rangers need somebody who's ready who's been been in a job ready to come out a job or maybe just lost a job a couple of months ago and ready to come in so um, I, I would imagine if Billy was working he would be right up there but unfortunately he, he's been out the game I don't know how long he's been out a number of years um, so yeah, I, I think um, I think it'll be somebody who's already in a job or as I just said there Paul just left a job Is Chris Hutton another name someone's been on suggesting Yeah I mean yeah. I'm just thinking experienced guys because it's again they're left field I've says uh, Nigel Pearson and Chris Houghton are like guys who have, have been round the block who have managed um, big clubs Paul and managed big players and I, I just feel this is a job um, look I, I like the guys who have been mentioned but also I, th I think you've got to broaden your horizons and, and look elsewhere as well so I'm really interested to see when it comes down to the nitty gritty who it is um, going to be because one thing for sure is it needs to be somebody to take the club forward for a longer period of time Paul we, we can't be going into the summer and looking to change the manager again I, I don't know if Paul and Sean agree with me but it's very but, unlike Rangers and they need a manager who's going to take us forward for the next three four five years Sean? Billy, Billy yeah. Davis nine years yeah. ago he was 2013 yeah. 2014 yeah. manager not Forest not not been in the game since so that's what nine years yeah. Sean what would you say to what hey, Boris, yeah. see, see Billy Davis that is a good shout but what um, John just says uh, nine and a half years just say ten years it might be just a bit too long mm. for being out, out mm, of management sure. but he, has, he was a good manager in his um, time Derek McInnes, how do you feel about that, Sean? Uh, 100% no. Why? I just don't think he's, he's done enough. Um, he got sacked to Aberdeen. Um, he was there nine years, mind you. Yeah. Nine years yeah. with Aberdeen. Kamal's no the, the biggest team in Scotland. It's just, I, I don't like the football. I know Kamal got two results against Rainer Serrett, but... It's nah, it's no for me. A hundred percent no. But I don't know what the Paul Ricoeur thinks. But no for me. Yeah. Paul's just gone. I think we've lost him there. Um, Stephen Davis, how do you feel about him, Barry? Your teammates, you felt for him, no yeah, doubt. The other night. And I think yeah. a new manager come in should look to keep somebody like that round about because I, I know Devil's obviously interested in getting into the coaching side. He's doing his badges, etc. And I would like to see if a new manager does come in, whether it's English or whether it's an Australian or whether it's a Belgium coach. I would like to see them bring in um, 
or keep somebody like a Stephen Davis in the backroom staff because I do honestly believe Paul it's really important he was asked uh, yesterday after the win what's next for him I don't know what tomorrow is for me to be honest but yeah I have no, I have no idea I have no idea um, obviously up until this point I've been continuing my rehab obviously I've got, got to make a decision on terms of that whether I'm going to try and play on or not and yeah I really don't know what this next six or nine months look like and a bit more on his involvement beyond the break I really don't know I really don't know I think it's, as I said before the remit was just to come in and, and probably take these two games first and foremost and um, now it gives the, the club and the board an opportunity to probably get something in place you would, you would expect but um, who knows in football I wouldn't have thought I would be sitting here either so <laughs> I'm not too sure. And John, he was asked, uh, has he enjoyed it? Uh, good question. Uh, it's been it's been intense. Certainly, it's been it's been different. But I think think the moments I have probably enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I probably need to sit down and review everything after this year and sort of debrief a little bit because it's just all been one thought process after another in terms of getting us ready for the both games. Barry, you know Stephen a lot lot better than I do, but he seems the nicest man in football. He has, he has. And, and that's, that's my point. And I'm not trying to say he can't manage because he's a nice guy and he's very softly spoken. But you would have known, has he got that stern side, that side where he can point the finger and he can command mm-hmm. and things like that. I know yeah, he was a brilliant player. People mm-hmm. respect him for his career. It, it was but quite has he got like, another side to him? It, it was quite like that on the pitch, mm. John. In oh. the dressing room, look, he would see his PC. He wasn't scared to speak, but he wouldn't be like shouting and bawling. But when he when he spoke, you, mm. you, you tend to listen because obviously the career he had and yeah. what a good player he was. It, generally, Devil was the type of player that he would do his talking with the ball yeah. more often than not. Um, but if there was something to be said, he wouldn't. He, he would let shake, it out. Yeah, shake away from it. Type no, of thing. No. Right? Here's what he said. What's he taken positive wise from the last week or so? Listen, we just have to take the positives out of today. And listen, as I said, you get a clean sheet. You score three goals. You come away with the three points. Uh, that's all, all that matters today. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. It's only a small step for, to where we want to go, but it's a positive step, and that's the most important things. And I'm sure the players will take some belief from that. A number of young players have come in at a number of the top clubs, uh, not least Zach Lovelace at the weekend. I think we need to freshen things up a little bit after the game the other night as well. We're obviously limited in terms of the numbers we've got at the minute, so a few younger players come into the equation. And listen, we've all been there as younger players and need an opportunity. And I thought Zach started the game really well. He was a threat. We knew he's got that power and pace, and um, he was causing them problems. So unfortunately for him, he's picked up an injury. We don't know to what extent just yet, but. Um, I was delighted at the impact that he had whenever he did, did play. And Ross McCausland? Yeah, they obviously brought Ross on the other night on Thursday night and I thought that for the short time he was on he had a little bit of an impact in the game and um, you know one thing that young players will give you is that energy and enthusiasm up front whenever you're maybe looking for a little bit of spark and that was behind the thinking today. Barry, was he giving a message to some of the players, the big money players that have come in and haven't got Yeah, it? I think he'd done the right thing at the weekend and, and bring him out of the spotlight. Um, and listen these young players if they're good enough give them the opportunity and Devil's obviously seen that with Loveless and and I thought until he got that injury Paul he, he was a real bright spark um, Devil just mentioned there energy, power, pace um, real good attributes uh, and I like to look at him just unfortunately get injured and I thought young McC- uh, McCausland when he came on on Thursday night Paul um, in the 84th minute he showed more in that 10 minute period he was on for and quite a number of them that were on the pitch for uh, the 84 minutes before he came on so 
Yeah, but I love to see it. And you know what? If they're good enough, give them the opportunity. Because these two young boys have certainly shown um, at the weekend against St Man that, that they've certainly got the attributes to hopefully um, have a career with Rangers. And Sean and Paul, I think you're back on. Final one with you. Yeah. What about Alex Lowry at Hearts and the way he played in the derby at the weekend? I never even seen the game, so I don't know. But the, the boy is some player, and hopefully he goes on to good things at Rangers when he comes back. But I think I think he's a cracking player. I think he's one for the future. Okay, yeah, one yeah, for the future. I, yeah, I don't think he would have got much game time, yep. Paul, at Rangers this season. And I think they've done the right thing. And fair play to Alex for for going out and loan. Um, and look, I, I like to look at him. I liked him. I thought he'd done um, some really good things. And if he continues this. And I would imagine there's something in the contract that they can get him back in in, in January and hopefully then he can really kickstart his Rangers career. And Sean, for you, before you go, Lewis Ferguson could have, maybe should have been at Rangers, but he's doing uh, yeah. captain Bologna. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just saying this because uh, I like you as a player and great uh, captain, but I've always said Lewis Ferguson should have been at Rangers. I said that when he was at Aberdeen. I'm not saying that because it's your, your cousin, um, no cousin, nephew. But I think he should have been at Rangers uh, for Aberdeen. So I think, well, I think one day he will be at Rangers, but we'll just need to wait and see. But the only thing is, if he keeps going good, it might be a bit costly to get him at Rangers. That's the only yeah. problem. Barry will help chip in to get him there. <laughs> <laughs> we we <laughs> need it, John. We need his money. Yeah. <laughs> But you must be so proud of him. Yeah, of yeah, listen, I was disappointed, Paul, if I'm being honest with you, um, the summer before that, yeah. that Rangers ne- ne- never sniffed about him. Um, I thought the transfer fee was well within Rangers' budget. Um, but listen, they decided against it and he's went away to Italy playing in the Serie A. And you know what? He's holding his own and he's, he's playing some really good stuff. We're off to Aberfoyle next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Phones are ringing big time, just looking at a bank of them coming on. 0808 17 17 700. Aberfoil, next. Jim, a Rangers fan. Hi, Jim. Good evening. Uh, how are we doing, guys? Hi, yeah. Jim. Yeah. All right, Jim. Yeah. Jim, I, I, what are you thinking? I called a year ago and said it was a mistake to sack Van Bronckhorst and probably a mistake to appoint Beal. I said, if they were going to change the manager, it should have been Alec McLeish and Barry Ferguson and Kevin Thompson. Uh, well, you probably... I, yeah. I stand by that today. Mm. But Barry's made it clear that it's, it's not a role that you're looking for. Um, you're enjoying life, Barry. We don't want you to go from here. Rangers mean a lot to you. Um, but they've narrowed it down. You haven't thrown your hat in the ring. It's not what you want to do at this point in your life. And for Big Alec to turn the clock back, he did so well. I mean, they've got Sunnis involved just now in the appointment I'm process. Sure they, I'm sure they've picked up the phone to, to Alec as well. Right, for um, advice. Yeah, yeah. he, he yeah. tap into Big X experience as well because um, he was, a, in my eyes, a, a brilliant Rangers manager. So... Why not tap into these guys, Paul? They, they, they've done so much for the club. But going forward, with Jim saying there, I do think it, there needs to be somebody like Devils took over the last two games. I would love to see like a Devil be kept on in the, some sort of capacity um, in the next Rangers manager's um, staff, if I'm being honest with you, because I think it's important. Because Devil's been around the club. He's had two periods. I know what the club means to him. He's a big Rangers man. Um, but also he knows the demands and the expectations and... 
And I do think it's important that people like that are around the club. It's difficult to talk about. It's nice to be mentioned, but it's not what you want. What about Jim's first point? And Jim, we're coming back to you in a mm-hmm. second. That did they pull the trigger too soon on GVB? Yeah, it's a, it's a good point Jim makes. I mean, that's been a, a topic of conversation with a lot of my mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've been talking about it over the last week. And if you look back, I mean, winning the Scottish Cup, getting to Europa League final, um, had a, a couple of sticky results. Look, the performances weren't great, but. I did think at the time it was it was a bit <laughs> too sure. quick. Yeah, I I, I did. Um, but listen, they made the decision because yeah. um, obviously you were going into the World Cup break and that then allowed the new manager to come in and spend a bit of time with the the, the, the squad or whatever. Um, so look, it's far too many managers. I keep going back to it. There's too, been far too many managers over the past um, number of seasons, Paul. And that needs to change going forward. Because if you look at the history of Rangers, they've had managers that have been there for a period of time and been allowed to build. But when you're building, Paul, you've still got to be successful in that build. You've got to produce results. Even when you're not playing well, you've got to, you've got to dig results out. And unfortunately, um, over the last... Um, month or two Rangers have, have not been able to do that and Jim as you know hindsight you know it's perfect vision mm-hmm. but GVB was able to beat Ange Postacoglu's Celtic on the way to win the cup and I guess under Michael Beale for a while was saying look my record's good they were undefeated but when it came to the big games Jim against your oldest rival he wasn't able to do it it was a total failure when it came to Celtic the only, the only reason he beat Celtic in the last game was because the league was over and every competitive game against Celtic, he flopped. His team flopped. Jim, Jim. He's left us actually, he's, he's left us worse off mm-hmm. than what we were under Pedro Coutinho. Mm-hmm. Apart from when Alfredo Morelos has scored goals. Jim, can I ask you a question? I mean, obviously you've had a bit of time. It's been a week now that Michael Beale's been dismissed. Who? I know you mentioned Alan McLeish, yeah. but in terms of the names that have been mentioned at this moment in time, who do you fancy? You would have, you would have to go with Muscat. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about Kevin Muscat? Well, he, he has experience. He's won, he's won titles. In Japan. Yep. Which is a tough in, league. In Japan. Yep, yeah. As we know. And they don't have the biggest budget. Probably sixth or seventh budget. John, what do well, you feel I about... Said, I said when they sacked Gianni Van Bronckhurst, if you can remember me, mm-hmm. Paul... I thought it was a ridiculous decision. You know, Johnny Van Bronckhurst, right? He'd won, he'd won the Eredivisie with Feyenoord, won a league title. You know, beat PSV, beat Ajax to do that. He'd come to Rangers, won a Scottish Cup. And okay, the European record wasn't, wasn't great, was it, under well, him? Oh, he took them to the final. Yeah, took yeah. them to the final. 17 months ago. So, yeah, Champions League. Yeah. But they weren't playing well for that period yes, of time. But took them to a European yeah. final, yeah. you know, the Europa League final. It was a penalty sure. away from yeah. lifting Rangers' first European trophy for yeah. God knows how many years. And you sack him. And the fans, it's okay saying now, but I didn't hear that many complaining when he was sacked. Well, that's what Jim's saying. He's mm-hmm. disagreeing. This is such a crucial appointment. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a massive... Jim, Jim yeah. would you go back in for Van Bronckhurst? I think he's just fallen off his chair with that one. <laughs> Jim? Hello. Hi. John's asking, would you go back for GVB? 
covered because I there's some some between qualifying for the Champions League and playing Celtic, something went wrong in that dressing room. Seriously went wrong, and that problem is still there. Mm. And the problem was there with Stephen Gerrard. Twice going into Christmas break, Rangers we were a game behind and two points. They won the game in hand. We were top of the league. The next year, and they fell apart. The next year, we were at the top of the league. Came back from the winter break, they fell apart. Yeah. Same defence. And that defence is still there. Barry, there's a huge to-do list for whoever the new manager is. It's not going to be GVB though, is it? Uh, no, I, d- yeah. I, I, I doubt it. I mean, I, I think if, when you're asking the vast majority of Rangers fans, you've just asked Jim, Kevin Muscat. I've been asking quite a few people and he's the one that most people are are saying, Paul. Um, one thing he'll do is, if there's any shenanigans going on in the dressing room, he'll sort it out. Mm. He'll no mess about knowing what type of character he is. Um, but there is, there's a huge to-do list, Paul. Um, obviously, a new manager comes in, he's got now until the start of January with the same squad. Um, so he'll need to do a lot of homework on who he thinks is going to be right for him going forward and then comes the million dollar, uh, million dollar question is there going to be funds available does it have to go down the loan route um, so there's a, a lot of things that a new manager will need to weigh, weigh up before he actually decides to come because Michael Bale was given the checkbook there was a lot of spending over the summer yeah th- th- there was um, and obviously it was Michael Bale's players he made it clear that he was the one yeah. that identified these players and listen they've struggled Paul I, I-, I can't deny that and it- it's hard to watch at times in terms yeah, of well, seeing them seeing yeah, but them also, struggle also as well Barry you know That's Michael it. Beale everybody's blaming Michael Beale why don't you just blame the hierarchy the chief executive, these type of people for bringing him in. So he it, was inept. He was never ready for the job. He'd managed at QPR in the championship. Yeah, 20 and, games, and, I know. And, yep. he, and he'd be, yeah, yep. lost, lost the majority, a lot well, of them. Well, he started really well. And in fairness to the, the CEO, he wasn't in charge at that point. It was different chairman as well. Uh, John Bennett's now in charge. Yeah, but, but why can't people it, take responsibility for appointing these guys? Well, we'll have to this it's time. O- it's okay yeah. saying, well, the yeah. manager's, you know, his head is on the chopping block. Mm. Take responsibility for who you who you appoint and or who you give all that money to. You know? Barry, undoubtedly, there's not been enough grit in that dressing room, has there? It has been strange. You know, big appointments in the sense of come up with a Gucci or whatever it is and all, you know, Instagram and all the rest. You don't like that kind of stuff. No, I would rather they do their talking on the pitch, Paul. I'm pretty old school <laughs> in terms of that. Go get and play yeah, really go, well go and give everything. Listen, if, if it yeah. is Kevin Muscat, could he do worse than bring in someone like Craig Moran? Someone he knows really, really well. Someone who knows Above the club. Above as a director of football type. I don't know, alongside him. I don't know. Craig's doing a lot of agency, whether he'd be interested. Mm. But, you know, somebody... I, and I know Kevin Muscat's been a player there. Um, and he'll organise things no doubt he's won in Japan but for me someone like a Craig Moore who, who can sort of guide him along as well right, listen he'll, he'll tap into everything knowing Muskie that, that there's, there's no doubt about that and, and listen I would be shocked if he's offered the job in terms of he, he would take it in a minute I have no doubt he knows how big it is but also he knows everything that comes with being a Rangers player and now obviously the Rangers manager because listen everything falls on your shoulders so 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes of it. But I think Muskie will bring his own people. He'll obviously tap into people who he knows, who know the club as well. And that's what he'll want round about the place. Jimmy, you pleased that Graham Souness is involved in the process? Well, I don't think it can do any harm because the kind of Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. Our to the Radio Football Show. The lines have been buzzing in hour one. Mainly calls about Rangers and who is going to be the new boss. We believe it will be by the end of the week. There are reports that it's down to two, but Barry reckons it could be... There, well, there'll be more than two interviews in the coming days. Frank Lampard is out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Graham Souness has been involved. And uh, well, we know the two front runners, but could be a left-field candidate by yeah, you, the end of the week. Yeah, you never know, yeah. but I, I'm sure that the Rangers board are, are making sure um, they're going through it with a fine comb, Paul, because, as I said, this appointment needs to be practically spot on um, to take the club forward. So I'm sure they'll be doing a lot of hard work, doing a lot of digging about, um, speaking to different people. You've mentioned, Paul, earlier on, guys like Graham Souness, etc., etc. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Um, so, I think over the coming days, Rangers are appointing a new manager and I'm sure the Rangers fans will get firmly behind whoever is going to be that. Could a left-field candidate be John Eustace, the, who's just been sacked today? Well, but, I mean, said he, despite... Talk to me about... Yeah. Well, how's he been sacked? For Six. Wayne Rooney, apparently. Sitting sixth in the, the championship. Yeah, won a derby game, beat West Brom. <laughs> just the about big to say derby, that. yeah. The big it? Midlands derby on Friday night, beat West Brom. And then who would obviously the manager. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Barry, how can the Blues beat the Baggies and you been the manager? Yeah, listen, they've struggled over the last few years, Birmingham. No doubt about it. It's a, it's a result I always look out for. Um because I had a, a good time down there. But um this season, John Eustace has, has done Wonders. I've watched him a couple of times, Paul. He's um, he's winning games of football. He's got them sitting in the, 
the playoff spot and then they decide to to get rid of him which um, I thought was a bit hasty of him being honest with you but listen, listen I've made the decision it looks now that Wayne Rooney's going to be the new Birmingham manager John your old team Celtic top of the table seven points clear of St Mirren and Rangers Rangers in second spot uh, after that win yesterday uh, Brendan Rodgers was with him last night at the testimonial dinner for James Forrest and he was speaking about Liam Scales who's been the surprise oh, of uh, he said it's one of the most because he hadn't seen much of him what do you make of Liam Scales and I know you'd want to say what an opportunity he's grabbed he stays in the team as far as I'm concerned he's, he's been that good he's been that impressive um, at left side centre back um, he's a really he's comfortable on the ball um, he can pass it out from the back. He can take it out from the back as well. He can maraud forward. When he plays it wide, he fizzes it wide. He's a real proper passer of the ball. Defends well, defends his box, goes and heads it. And he's really comfortable in possession. You know, he's really comfortable when he's on the ball. He doesn't look panicky. He doesn't look as if he's under pressure. And he's been so impressive, Paul, because this is a player that was off back to Aberdeen at the start of the season. It was only because of the the defensive issues that Celtic had in terms of a central defensive pairing. But for me, I think it's Carter Vickers and Scales. And you've got you've got Lager Bielka, yeah. you've got Nat Phillips, who he's brought in from Liverpool. You've Navrovsky. got Navrovsky, you've mm-hmm. got Welsh. But for me, other than maybe Brendan making a... Um, a decision where he, he wants to bring him out and give him a little bit one or two games out um, and then play one or two of the others but in terms of um, who is a be- who is the best fit right now if you're going in against you know a really really tough opposition I, w- I would play Carter Vickers and Scales and Barry he's left sided as John mentioned he brings that. balance I, I, I can't disagree with Big John's said there it's crazy how football works mm-hmm. it's crazy I mean he was uh, well out the picture yeah. at Celtic and obviously suspensions injuries he gives it, that gives a player um, an opportunity in football and let's be honest Paul he's grabbed it with both hands he has and I think each game he's got better and better um, and I think he'll again he'll start to improve because who's in beside him um, now back from injury Carter Vickers I think he might bring his game on um, even more so yep it's it's mental it looked as if he was going to be going back up to Aberdeen he was certainly going out the door um, but you've got to give the guy um, credit the credit's due he's gone in as well and played, yeah. sorry buddy he's gone in as well and played the two Champions League games you know and, and he's done very well he, he just looks so assured mm. He's one of those who's got an, an, an old head on young shoulders. He, he looks very, very comfortable. Do you know what he's probably it? thought? He's probably thought, right, I've got this opportunity. Yeah. I'm going for it. Nothing to lose. Nah, do you know what? Yeah. See, if I don't play well, I'm out the door. Because <laughs> I was going out the door anyway. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to give this my all. And he's certainly done that. And fair play to the, the, the guy he's... Mm. At this moment in time, what John's just mentioned right at the start, if you're looking at everybody fit, yeah. I think it's Carter Vickers and Scales. John? So Atletico Madrid, two weeks away, you expect it to be those two as the pairing at the back? I do. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, be, if obviously both are fit, yeah. 
uh, it creates a little bit of a problem now for Brendan Rodgers because one or two of the others are coming back. Nevrovsky, Lager, not quite sure how, how, how far they are away. But it's a huge bonus getting uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers back. Um, he's probably the better one, the more, the more assured one of them all. The senior one, mm. if you like, and it's whoever plays alongside him for me. But um, I, I don't see Brendan changing that. Uh, it's a really settled back four with with Alistair Johnson on, on the right and he got Greg Taylor who scored a goal who's playing quite well yeah, he did, at actually. the weekend so and the I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. think the back four changes the manager spoke about Greg Taylor and that incident in fact let's do shall we do our VAR our GAR take G-A-R the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning specialists in air conditioning service and maintenance requirements our take, sometimes heartache, is our take on VAR here on the Go Radio Football Show. John Hartson, Barry Ferguson running the role over everything at the weekend. Well, we start with, well, let's hear Brendan Rogers speaking about it was when the Kelly goal was scored and uh, he takes up the story. Well, it was very important. I think in terms of the their goal, I don't like to go on about referees. I, I normally stay clear of that. But, um, but certainly in that instance, you've got to see, I think the referee, when you see it on the wider angle, he doesn't quite see the... Greg, I think the, the the young defender has Greg all the way, you know, on his twist and, and, and pulls him down. But you have a fourth official and you have VAR that should see that. And uh, and then from that moment, obviously it gets it's it's played directly up the pitch. They switch it and the young guy finishes in the space where Greg is left. So um, so yeah, so so from that then of course then it gives them a little bit of motivation. But we we managed the game then well after that. We we still were. F- Going forward, we're still creative. We get the third goal that we deserved, and, and like I say, we that was only criticism is that we uh, we, we should make better decisions in order to to close the game out. Their keeper made some fantastic saves, and um, but from a performance side and, and over the course of this block of games, the players were very very good. Barry, first up, what about that decision when Greg Taylor felt he was I thought, Yeah, I thought it was a foul. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and listen, obviously, come on, look, go up and, and get that equaliser. Um, but then, I, do you know what? I, I just think it made um, Celtic angry. Obviously, frustrated with the decision. You could hear the crowd going absolute crazy um, with the decision. But for me, I did genuinely think it was a foul, um, and I was I was surprised that the referee didn't give it. John, well, if Celtic didn't have the the capacity to go and score, you know, a third goal, it, it, you know, it's leaving. Celtic with with giving Greg Taylor a foul, Kilmarnock go on and score, and then uh, it gives him a little bit of impetus in the game, um, and ultimately Celtic got a third, which which kills the game if yeah. you like. But Kilmarnock would have took a little bit of lift, and if you think they might have got a second, it could have been another disastrous referee in VAR, and that's where Brendan's right, I think, because we. We, we, we criticise the VAR, we criticise referees, and he, he's stayed away from it this time because I think he's a little bit disgruntled with it all. You know, you, you've had people down south, Ange even said, pull it. Mm. Ange Postacoglu this yeah. weekend said, sack the VAR. Mm. It's I- no good, it's causing more problems than the worth. Now, that's his words, not mine. And, and Brendan there just decided to stay away from it and he's probably said the right thing because otherwise... It's his views on the VAR will sure. take over. Such a such a really good result for his team. Would you be sacking VAR? I know at one time you said yes. Mm. Maybe not the time just now. Ah, uh, it's here to stay, Paul. Yeah, it is. honestly, sure. I do think. I yeah. mean, I, I was all for bringing it in, but 
some of the things I'm seeing um, is no great. Can I bring you on to VAR then at the Rangers game? So St Mirren Rangers. Well, we, we hammer yeah. VAR, but, but you've got to give them credit because mm-hmm. during open play, I was wondering why they were they were looking at it. I was like, well, what's been on here? Yeah, I just thought it was a miss mm-hmm. um, from from Sima. But when obviously VAR have picked it up and they slow it down, you can 100% see strain um, has deliberately handled the ball and put it away because I, I I think if he doesn't hit it with his hand Seema whacks it into the, the back of the net but the naked eye missed it John yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. Like anyone Barry mm. saw it John you happy it was the right decision oh, right decision yeah. 100% uh, Ryan Strain and people are saying he doesn't have to do it but it was that little touch that took it away from Seema I think Seema's probably putting that ball in the back of the net and it's just diverted it away for a corner um, so he's handballed it he's denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity and a correct decision to give him a red card for me and it's good to say when it's deserved when they get it right Barry then that's where you do see because nobody saw that as a no a I, as I said yeah. while watching the game I, I'm thinking to myself what's going on here I didn't even know what it was for I, I, was it something before I didn't realise it was when Lovelace uh, crossed it in obviously strains came and um, handled it he's denied a goal scoring opportunity and the referees made the right decision by, by sending him off and if you hear Stephen Robinson after yeah. the game he yeah. had no complaints whatsoever no complaints. He'd, he'd seen it he'd watched it and that's the opposition manager yeah. holding his hands up. And sometimes you got old you sure. by the way sometimes it's in black and white you, you know it's there, it's there for everybody to see and it can be obvious which it was yeah. So fair play to uh, well he had no option to, to say that he got no complaints. And when you see, and it should have been a penalty, absolutely. You didn't see it until that moment, and then you realise it's a red card. And I guess it has to be. It yeah. seems harsh at first, though, doesn't it, Barry? Do you not think? You think, oh, it's down to ten men for no, it's a sending off. Paul. He has done it. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. if he doesn't handle it, yeah. Seema's putting it in the, the back of the the, the net, Aye. and and he's got to go. And as I said, listen, when. John's just mentioned it. There been no position manager has no complaints whatsoever. Um, but then it gives it advantage to Rangers. And it, Eleven it, against ten, it's always difficult. Yep, they can sit back and make it tough. But um, yep, I, I yep. think that played into Rangers' hands, and and obviously Tav um, stuck a penalty away really well. It played into Strain's hands, didn't it? Because at first you think it's just hit his hand, but it hadn't. You saw no, he moved it, so I get it. What about Lennon Miller? So much has been said about I felt him. From I know. What did you make of it? I, so you I, got think the red he's a, I think the young man's actually trying to get out of the way of the player. You see his yeah. hands going up and he tries to stop himself. There is slight contact. Look, but a loss of the game as a send off. But uh, do you know what? I think they've got to look at it for a young player. He, he's he's trying to get out of the way. And yeah, it's it as a sending off, as I said, by the law of the game. But I, I thought it was harsh. I'm with Barry. Yeah. I, I thought he was laws of the game. I think he had to go. Was there anything else on your list, Barry, from the weekend? I'm just looking. Again, there hasn't been much in Scotland, not nearly as much up here as there's been in England. I mean, what a week it was in England. We haven't seen you since the, have we, since the yeah, Liverpool decision? Yeah. We did see you since then. Um, there's been, been a that long, Paul, No, I know. But I think actually what changed was that Klopp wanted the game replayed officially, but that's not going to happen. No, yeah, there's no there's chance. No chance. Yeah. There's so no many chance. other decisions yeah. that have gone against teams this season that have been, I know this one was outrageous, mm. uh, by the way. Um, 
but there's been so many others that have been a lot closer than this, but have been unjustified by the VAR. And if you're going to go down replays, sure. you'd have every other team complaining every week no. that we want a replay as well. Sure. So, you know, where, where do you start? Of That's course. a good point. 100%, that yeah. would be the case. Yeah. And what about Aberdeen? Considine scores for Aberdeen. Of course, it was an OG, but then VAR showed that he was an offside Duke was offside just before. I don't know if you saw that back mm. last night. Uh, nil nil Aberdeen St Johnson, but that was uh, a, a blow. It's a game you would want to miss. <laughs> exactly. Nothing. Is that enough on it? I think. But Considine scored into his yeah, own. Yeah, well, he's, he's yeah. about a legend up there. He is, isn't he? Yep, he is. Yeah, and for Scotland as well. Yep. Yes, yep. sir. I can boogie. He was part of all that. John, nothing to see there with that one, I don't think. Yep. No. Is that you up to date? You happy enough with VAR? That's it for this week. Well, VAR, yeah. VAR's actually, you know, come to the forefront this week, isn't it? Yeah. But then next week it, it'll it'll you know it'll make a ridiculous call. That that's where the consistency has to come into it. And and that's that's what it's lacking at the minute, the consistency. I hear the communications in England were crisper yesterday because too many people talking during that game, Tottenham Liverpool. Mm. And I I, I I hear that it was Yeah, see when I had the replay obviously yeah. the, the mm. I'm speaking there was there was so much going on. Yeah there was delay, delay. Yeah. yeah and Ollie. Yeah, I think there needed a bit a bit of composure there. And do you know what? One or two seconds after it, that's when they say it's delayed. Do you know what? Just pull it back. And it should be two people talking, the VAR instructor, whoever's in charge there, and obviously the referee. They, they've got to have regular sort of contacts uh, and all these voices putting you off in, in, in the you know, in the VAR sort of studio. Uh there's just gotta be a little bit more sort of discretion and just two people talking. Do you hear it, John? So we saw you, we heard you the other night on the game on TNT, the Celtic game. Are you hearing any of the VAR in your commentary position? No, we, no. we, 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 we get it. We get it on the side of our, of our TV screens, the mm -hmm. VAR check. Right. I, literally the commentator, Rory, and, uh -huh. and then we get it back, the VAR check over. Or sometimes it can go on and then obviously if the referee is, is sent to the camera on the side... Yeah. Most most of the time, he, he calls it that it is a penalty or it, or it is a sending off. The v, the referee sometimes it's like yesterday, the the referee got sent over, but that was a, a that yeah. was more clear and obvious yeah. yesterday, wasn't it? Would you, if you could, have had VAR in your day, John Hartson, if if you could rerun it? I've got no problem. Well, saying that, you know, I know what game he would want it for. Yeah, I know, yeah. But <laughs> what game's that, Barry? I'm, I'm going over. He was but offside. It, it if I would have gave it offside. Yeah, but, <laughs> It, you know, it, it might have helped. You know, I might have got eleven goals against Rangers rather than nine. <laughs> but um, you know, eleven sounds better, doesn't it? But no, as I said, it, it could have helped. Not not just you know with with that decision. It could, it could have helped uh, with a lot yeah. of other calls, really, uh, Paul. But listen, it wasn't around then, and and, and that that's gone. You know, you good chat with a linesman before the game. How did you probably. manage that one, <laughs> Barry? Would you rerun? Your career, if you no, could, I wouldn't say. like it. No, no. I was all for it to bring it in, but do you know what? I don't like it, Paul. I don't. Goal line technology, all for VAR. Yeah, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, of course we don't have the goal line technology mm -hmm. in Scotland, which is bizarre, isn't yep, it? Yeah, it is. It's when mad. you've got VAR, why why not have that? Okay, that was us on VAR. G A R, the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Specialists in air conditioning service and maintenance requirements.
And next up, we're going to look at Scotland. We play Spain, as you know, in Seville oh, on I forgot. There's Thursday. A game Thursday. Exactly. So that's coming up next after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and John Hartson. Lively night tonight. It was lively at the weekend. Saturday, Celtic winning 3-1 against Kilmarnock. What about the derby in Edinburgh? Hearts were two up. It finished 2-2. And Livy, a 2-0 win against Motherwell. Barry, I can see you gesturing. The Motherwell fans have been so positive. They're in such a great run. Yeah, that's four, four games yep. um, without a win. Um, and bear in mind... Two-day games are against Rangers and mm. and, and Celtic. Uh, I still think they're good enough. Listen, Motherwell, I still think they'll have a real good season, Paul. I still believe they've got a real good chance of getting in the top six, but they just need to get back to winning ways. And it never helped on Saturday with young Lennon Miller's um, sending off. That was costly for them, just yeah. just on half-time. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and we've spoke about it. I, I thought, listen, the young man tried everything possible to actually get out of the way um, having any contact with the Livingston players but listen uh, sorry player but once he touches a player there's only one, going to be one outcome Paul and that's a, unfortunately a red yeah. card John for Livy you were the former striking coach for them it's working Bruce Anderson scoring another goal he's on fire mm. and of course the penalty Sean Kelly scoring against his brother Liam Kelly the mother yeah. keeper but what about Bruce Anderson yeah, he's doing well, isn't he? Yeah. He's doing well, and, and him and Newbley, isn't mm-hmm. it, alongside each other? Yeah. A handful. Mm-hmm. You know, we spoke about Newbley before, but um, uh, Bruce Anderson, he's doing really well. Fair play to him. And he's in a team where, you know, if he does really, really well, then obviously there's obviously going to be interest. I think Davy Martin won't want to lose him. But I, I think that's the way Livy, uh, Livingston sort mm-hmm. of run their business. They know that if they get a fine player, you never want to lose them. But if you can maximise what, what you can get for that player, I'm not saying now you can't go anywhere at the minute anyway. But um, they, they've done it They've done it before, Livingston, where they've had good players. They've had to let them go because that's... That's you know, the model. That, that's yeah. the model, yeah. What about the Derby in Edinburgh? Barry, it was a belt. It wasn't live on the telly, which was strange. <sighs> I, I, I know. I mean, it's, it's, weird. I mean, it's a real good, it's yeah. a real good watch. Hearts, yeah. yeah. hubs, whether it's at Tynecastle or Easter Road, then yeah, it was disappointing, Paul. Of them, but yeah, honest, that, that wasn't um, one of the games that was was live. Um, but listen, Nasey will be kicking himself two 0 up in a in a derby game. You want to try and see that out at least, but you've got to give um, Nick Montgomery and his his hubs team. Um, all the credit they, they deserve because uh, it's easy to start feeling sorry for yourself but listen they, they showed a bit of grit and determination to get back into the game and two goals in, in two minutes um, got yeah. them back into it Big Ellie Ewan who yep. uh, he's a day he's dangerous yeah, yeah I, I quite like him is um, it consistency he needs yeah probably you know what you're going to get with white players one game that the match winner next game you, you hardly see them it's just getting that level of consistency but there's no doubt there's a player there, Paul. Alan Forrest took his goal brilliantly, oh, didn't he? What a strike. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Big Marsh had no chance of that. Mm-hmm. What a strike. Yeah. And then oh. Christian Doidge own goal, but it was Alex Lowry who fashioned it. We mentioned him earlier on, Barry. There's clearly a player there uh, in Alex Lowry. Yeah, I, do, I don't think it was bad business by Rangers letting them go out and play in the Premier League and play at a, a club where, again, the supporters demand from you, the heart supporters. Um, 
Is it better than what's there? Listen, there's a, every chance he could be, but the most important thing is he's getting games, Paul, and then in big games he's he's showing up, um, and certainly he did in the derby game. So I'm sure if he continues that sort of form, Paul, Rangers will, will hopefully look to try and get him back in January. And St Mirren losing 3-0. It didn't look to be three in it, really. They were down to 10 men. Uh, it was on a knife, Paul. Think, it, it was yeah. very like Rangers started okay, but again, not, not enough attempts at, at the goal. And obviously, the sending off does change a game. Listen, then going one up and um, St. Man really have to change their formation, sit really deep. And then as the game goes on, obviously, tired legs start to appear. And, and um, thankfully, Raskin get forward, play the ball through to uh, Seema. And listen, it'd be fair to Seema, Paul. You can say what you want about him. Look, he's he's no easy on the eye of him, been honest with you. But I tell you what, the big man knows where the back of the net is. For he's, sure. yeah, it's a good going. win. It's a really good win for Rangers in terms of, you know, bouncing back. Um I still think even with if Saint they go to Saint Mirren, by the way, at the at the weekend, and Saint Mirren is second in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, so um there's pressure. There's there's pressure on Rangers, pressure's on, on Celtic Rangers to win every game anyway. But um I still believe that even the sending off helps them. Of course, it helps them. But um, I still believe that over the over the ninety minutes, although Saint Mirren were doing, they were doing fine up until obviously Tavernier scores the first penalty. Um, I still believe with with the quality of Rangers and the amount of pressure that was on them. You think they would have come through? I still think okay. so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they would have showed the qualities to eventually you know, get through Saint Mirren, but. Take nothing away from sure. what St Mirren have done up to now. What about Mark Harry's 50th game? It's not the one he would have um, wanted because they were on that yeah, but one. He, but he, was he not just back from injury? He was, yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't the normal Harry you, you see. He, he looked slightly off a wee bit, but listen, that's what happens when you miss games of football, Paul. But listen, he's he's a big player for St Mirren. He's, um, he's eventually found a club where it really suits him. Um and as I said, a nice guy. I met him on holiday yeah. in the summer, and I've got to be honest with you, I was really impressed by him. Spoke to him for five minutes, and really nice, down to earth guy. And it's I like seeing that he, he's um, he's moved about clubs, um, but he's now found a club that certainly suits him. And, and listen, he's been a real good St. Man player. Did he stand his round? Is he okay for that? No, he was just actually <laughs> leaving. I had spotted him, but um, he was just leaving that day. He was just sitting with his, his girlfriend, I think. But listen. Real nice guy, Gen- you could see he was yeah. just a genuine nice guy. And ask and for listen- a selfie. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and he said a good he'd career. He did well to keep up yeah. with Barry and his family. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, he is. And for St. Mirren fans listening, then uh, don't lose heart. You know, no, as Rangers you're playing, you've had a fantastic yeah, start to the season. Fifteen points, Paul. Yeah. Um, equal yeah. Rangers at this moment Amazing. in time. And what? When, generally, when you watch St. Mirren, they're a very, very well coached team. Yeah. Stephen Robinson. Yeah, they, they, they know their roles and their uh, responsibilities. They're really well set up. And and you know what? They've got some really good players as well. Barry's yep. absolutely right. You know, yep. keep, stay, keep heart, uh, keep believing what you do. And you've got a really good manager who's done well for you. Um, you know, he's, he's bringing on players. He likes coaching players, making players better. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what he does. And they've had a brilliant start, as Barry says. Yep. They're joint second. They're four points ahead of Hearts and they're five points ahead of Motherwell. They've had a great start. Don't lose heart. Keep going. John, what about Kelly then? What do they take from it? They got a goal. Uh, young David Watson scoring the keeper. Dennis was really good at the weekend. So Kelly, you know, they took the scalp of 
Rangers yeah. at the start of the season and then Celtic in the cup. So, but the record hasn't been good since then when you look at it. What's your feelings for Kelly? And got a lot of Kelly fans. Jamie is listening just now in Kilmarnock. Mm. What would you say to him? I think it would have been a wake up call at, at Celtic at the weekend, realizing they were brilliant. In, in the um, in the Carabao Cup down at Rugby Park yeah, the, in beating yeah. Celtic you know they, they give everything they defended strongly I'm right in saying that am I? Yeah it's Kill. the um, it, it's a different yeah, it's, stadium it's okay, yeah. like, No no not the stadium no I was thinking of the Via player whatever the cup but the League Cup yeah um, yeah. Oh right okay uh, is it the League so, Cup is it? Yeah it was the League Cup um, the against cup. Celtic it, yeah that's it? the English one but it doesn't matter <laughs> oh, it's so, sorry for you funny yeah, yeah sorry I was, <laughs> it changes yeah. every year doesn't All right. it? Yeah they, yeah, they the, do they the, change oh, all the that's cup. why the Scottish but League they, Cup they, they yeah. were perfect that day yeah. you know they were perfect and to, and to beat Celtic in, in terms of the budgets and the players and the quality you have to be perfect Derek McInnes set them up yeah. they they defended their box really well they scored a, they scored a goal in the back post um, well, they gambled to get in there and um, it was a brilliant win for them and, and they thoroughly deserved that win. But coming to Celtic Park then is a different proposition. Really, really is. Brendan Rodgers has been on and says it was a great performance. Hitachi Palmer scored great goals. Could have been more, could have been five or six. Um, so I think I, I think it's a wake-up call in terms of going to Celtic Park. But they can be they, they can be uh, proud of their start. They've beaten Celtic in, in, in the cup. They beat Rangers in the league. Yep. Currently sitting in ninth, you know they they won win away from the top six, and I think Darren McInnes won't, won't be too um, feeling too shabby about their start. Barry, well, one thing I will say that they're going to be in safe hands. That's if he's going to be there. Um, but one thing about um, Kilmarnock is getting promoted last year. It was all about staying in the Premier League, and I think they'll improve again this year. I think they'll climb a couple of spaces, and because um, listen, they've got a manager. Um, who certainly knows the game up here um, and I think he's made some shrewd signings in the summer to make them even stronger and Aberdeen St Johnson nil-nil as you both said a wee while ago Least said there's nothing much else to say about that game Duke uh, thought he had the ball in the back that's the a better result for, yeah. no doubt for St Johnson, Johnson. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. it's inconsistency for the Dons isn't it yeah, yeah, but again, maybe a European. That's sort of what I mean. Over, yeah. A lot of these players, yeah. Paul, will not be used yeah. to playing Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, um, and it does take a, a while to uh, get acclimatised to to that. But listen, if you ask Barry Robson, I'm sure he'll be bitterly disappointed with dropping two points at home. Scotland, we promised you um, some words here from John Carver. Do you like the stuff he comes out with? Yeah, Barry? I like him. I very straight yeah. talking. Um, and again, listen, he, he's a big part of Steve Clark's background team. What about Scott McTominay? Let's hear what he was saying. I mean, if you saw the game, two can late I, goals from McTominay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, if I'm Scott McTominay, I'm banging that door down. Mm-hmm. And you can say what you want about Scott McTominay. He's a very, very good player. And in my opinion, I think he should be playing in that Man U team. He's better than what's in there. So why is he not? The I manager don't know. Just like, you need to yeah. ask Scott yeah. McTominay. I know. Yeah. <laughs> It's a tough one, I think, yeah. though, for Scotland. You look, look, look what he's up against. He's up against the McGregors, the the McGins. You know, to to start for Scotland. Yeah. I, know, I know he's putting his name out there and he's scoring two late goals to win it against Brent yeah. uh, for Man United. But I, I would obviously ask, and I, I know he's making a big call for it, but. If if you're talking about him starting, you know it, it's a big call. Who do you leave out? I've been there to call. If there's Casemiro and there's Amrabat, yeah. who I like, mm-hmm. I think he's a good. But I, I think Scott McTominay brings something different, brilliant energy about him. Um, 
And I tell you what, see if he was to become available, mm-hmm. there'd be a number of teams in the Premier League would take him in a heartbeat. If he had a foreign, if he'd come in from out with the the UK, do you think? We sometimes look abroad, don't we? And we think, oh, he must be amazing because he's coming. I like from, him, Paul. Yeah. I, I, I think um, he can play in the anchored role, but I like him when he can get forward and get in about people and. And listen, his form for Scotland's oh, been exceptional. And look, he's come on at the weekend and, and pulled Manu out of hole. Here's John Carver. I mean, it's great seeing him smile again because, you know, he's had a difficult time. But it just shows you the character in Scott because it would have been easy for him to give up. But he stayed, at, stayed with it at Man United. He stuck in there. He worked extremely hard. He got himself five minutes, ten minutes. And he came on at the weekend because he's got such a good attitude. And he goes on there and gets the, 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 the two goals, which gets Man United out of jail. That's the type of professional he is. He's an ultra-professional. He's a player that can play in that big arena at Man United because only special players can play in there. And he proved that he's good enough to play in that environment, which will help us for sure. Since, since, since I arrived here, I've seen the difference in him. His mentality, his physicality, and he's added goals to it. So, you know, he has matured, he has developed. And, and long may that continue. He knows he's not the perfect player but the thing about Scott is he's got such a good attitude and he wants to learn and he wants to continue to learn and he loves football that's a big help So what about this game on Thursday in Seville up against Spain who you know after we beat them of course at home but they're a much improved team since then let's see what you're saying about Spain I think they'll be able to prove a point I think a lot has changed since then obviously they just brought in a new manager they just more or less changed quite a bit of the team they're now more settled uh, and they've gone on a couple of great results scoring goals. So I think it's a different type of game. I think they will have one sort of eye on what happened at Hamden when we beat them. But you know what? The professionals like we are and they'll approach the game. They'll want to win the game like we do. So I think the minds will be on the game. You know, I think that was in the past. Barry? Aye, that, that was sure grapes yeah. the last time with Rodri. I mean... I don't know listen Scotland in my opinion I'm not just saying that because I'm a Scotland fan Scotland deserve to win that game Paul you can go on about anti-football and, and whatever listen we've got a way of playing and, and I thought that night we were we were excellent because let's be honest you're coming up against a top quality outfit with top quality players and and we thoroughly deserve to win on the night I think it'll be different in Seville Paul I think it'll be a hard um, they'll have the vast majority of the ball um, but one thing about this Scotland team are very well set up and very well coached um, so that gives me a, a glimmer of hope but I think it'll be a hard a hard hard ask for us to get anything out of the game but listen this Scotland team have, have come up with some crazy crazy results over the last um, few years since Stevie Clark's been in charge done very well uh, Stevie Clark they sit top of the group um, three games to go they play Spain and um and Georgia no, away yeah. and they finish with Norway home a couple of things here um, three good players out Teeny's out um, Jacob Brown and Liam Cooper mm-hmm. they're all out so, and he's uh, sorry the other yeah, three sorry Shankland so, Anderson and Teeny uh, out brought in yeah. Liam Cooper yeah. Uh, Jacob Brown the key one there is obviously Kieran Tierney he uh, was asked are they massive going to... John's I just know. mentioned yeah. massive massive yeah. mass are they going to go to a back four John Carver it's definitely something we spoke about and we'll continue to speak about, but we've still got two or three days before the game. Um, we've had many, many hours of discussions 
uh, on the telephone uh, and continued yesterday. So it's something that we are definitely thinking about. Um, but again, I'm not going to give too much away um, and go into too much about it. How, how hard is this going to be to manage without Kieran Tierney, the system? He's, he's a huge loss, yeah. Paul. Um, listen, he's been away in loan to Sociedad and it looked to like he was really enjoying himself, starting to get back yeah. to... Uh, you know, it's like as a footballer, you're enjoying your football, your performances start going up. Um, surprised that Arsenal let him go, but listen, that's in the past. But in terms of Scotland, we're going to miss him. Um, I would be surprised if we do change formation. Because that formation kind of suits. If you look at the squad, there's a lot of players that can play different positions. So um, I know you get asked if we go, go to a back four, but I, I can't see that happening. Because this team, are, are, they're in a good place in terms of the way we were set up. And I think it really suits this squad of players. Rangers Ryan Jack had to withdraw. No, I think we're just going to leave it as it is. You know, we, we, we Steve picked the squad and we had an idea that Ryan had an issue and we were quite comfortable with what we had. You know, there's guys waiting in the in the wings to come in. And, I, and, I, and I'll touch on Lewis Ferguson in particular because of how well he's done in Italy and Bologna. He's had a great season. He had a good season last year. You can see him developing physically, mentally. And, and you know, I think he captained the side the other night, which is a magnificent achievement for him. Young, young player coming through the system in Scotland going out to a, a foreign country, which is not easy, going into a foreign country and, and dealing with high-quality football in, it, in, in Italy. So, you know, there's people there waiting to, to come in. You know, you've got other lads, Kenny McLean, who's been excellent for us. So we've got enough cover in that position um, to deal with the two games. Barry, brilliant. Yeah, well, it's good. They've not forgot about him. Yep. Um, I, I think he would have been disappointed in the last um, international um, games that he, he never played Paul I know he never played in Cyprus he got a, a few minutes against England um, but listen all you can do Paul as a footballer when you're playing at your, at your club is just go and perform and hopefully you catch the eye of the manager and, and certainly that's what he's done um, Lewis and well, I've no doubt in my mind and I'm not just saying it because he's my nephew but I think if he, if he was going to be given the opportunity listen he, he would do himself proud it's great, isn't it? We Brilliant. Touching it earlier. Yeah, to really do good. so well abroad, to go there and yeah, how I'm far sure he, can he I'm go? I'm sure he could have gone to some clubs in Scotland, but what, what he's done, he's gone and embraced a, mm -hmm. a different country. You know, he's probably learnt some of the language uh, in Italy. And uh, he, he'll, he'll gather so much great experience going forward. Still a young player. And it'll be great for him, you know. I think um, maybe we might see him back here. We might see him down in the... Premiership, you know, but probably he, in the Premier League yeah, in England. He's, yeah, he's certainly Did, done that. And I like that about him. Does he call you, buddy? Does he say hi, ciao, Uncle Derek? <laughs> Come and stay. Listen, he is learning. Yeah, listen, it's great. Um, I mean, I, I think back, and I don't know how John feels about his career. I, I would have loved to have had probably John just same had a few opportunities, but you've got a young family, and that all comes into consideration, but. Brilliant, he's been out there um, and he's embraced it, Paul. He's embraced it and that's what you've got to do. And, and even before Lewis, young Hickey, for instance, yeah. been out there, done brilliantly, got his move to the Premier League. Um, Doy, young boy at Hibs, yeah. out there playing with, who's he with? Where did he go? 
I'm putting well, you on the spot you here. Are. Where yeah. did he go? We need to go I, to the break. I'll, I'll, I'll get tell it, you I'll, after. I'll get yeah. it. will come to me. But listen, yeah. I love seeing young boys go out their comfort zone. That's what these these players are doing. And do you know what? They're, they're doing themselves proud. Not Benny. Back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Monday night, and it's going to be some week. Big weekend, of course, and in the rugby, we're out of the Rugby World Cup. Maybe no surprise against Ireland. It was just a bridge too far. Oh, Isn't it been the longest tournament? They've been there for a month, and that's just the qualifying sections. But anyway, Scotland went out to Ireland, who may well go on and win it. Back in football, it's going to be a huge week for Scotland. The game against Spain on Thursday night in Seville. Um, the assistant manager, John Carver, saying, yep, yeah, maximum points so far, and we want as many as we can. It would be great, but... To be honest, I'm sitting here now and I'm not even thinking about that. What what we want to do is we're in a great position. We still have three games left in this group. And for me, I want to get as many points as we can and keep this run going. You can say a point will be good enough, but I want to get nine points. And if not nine points, seven points. That that's That's the attitude we've got to have because we know what it's like going into tournaments. If you eventually get there, you want to go into it with confidence like we did on the previous Euros. So that's how we're thinking. We're not thinking about this one game. Yeah, it's the most important game because it's the next one. But for me, it's about getting as many points as you can and see where we end up. And Barry Ferguson, yeah, we're missing Kieran Tierney. But are you confident for the game? What do you feel with Spain? I've got to be respectful, Paul. You're coming up against a, a top yeah. team. It's going to be... As I said, they're going to have the vast majority of possession and um, the concentration levels need to be 100%. If you switch off against a top team, you know what happens. They hurt you. Um, but listen, this Scotland team have proved that they've got a real togetherness. They're obviously clearly well coached and really well set up. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be, it's a tough ask for us to go there and, and get a win. He was asked, what did we learn from the England game last month? Yeah, I think I think that was one of the reasons why Steve actually played more or less the same team um, because we wanted to see how we could cope against the pot one side in England and we learned so much from it. I'll have to keep that to ourselves with the staff and the players but we did learn an awful lot from the game. It was a difficult game, a difficult night for us um, but taught us so much. You were both saying earlier it's good the way we play the England you know, top team in France and the yeah, friendlies. I, I like yeah. that. I like that because it's easy to go and play nations that you're expected to win and score three and four and five goals, Paul. And like the England game, obviously I know it was an anniversary thing, but they're, listen, the, the first 45 minutes I thought England were, they were unplayable. They were, they, they, were, they were brilliant. Sometimes you've got to take your hat off and just recognise that they are a top team. Obviously got a hard game against Fran, eh, sorry, Spain, but then next week you're going to eh, against another top nation in France who have got eh, some of the best players that are playing football at this moment in time. So I like that. I like that. They're going and testing themselves against the best. And I confess something. I can't remember where Josh Doig went. Help me out. Well, where I've got to be go? honest with you. I, I was raging and I've got to give him credit. <laughs> yeah. James, the producer, yeah. has dug us out a hole, is not he? Hellas. Hellas Verona. Verona. Yep. You've got to Helen back. I knew that. No, I I knew that. Thank you, John. Keep, us, keep <laughs> um, us right. What John, I want to say about yeah. Scotland is, Paul. Uh, I've, I've been, I've been such a great start to the group. Played five, one five, yeah. sitting on fifteen points. Yeah. You would want to win the group now. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you yeah. you have a, a home game to finish with. Norway you have two away games now on the bounce, which they have to. I agree with Barry. Spain's a really sure. hard game. If you get anything in Spain, you've done really, really well. Georgia's Georgia. the one. It's on I your think mind, isn't it? Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Georgia, you could obviously. They're, I think they're fourth in the group, yeah. um, and then you finish with Norway. Mm. So ideally, you want to really now win the group on the back yeah. of your start. Sure. You know, five out of five, brilliant start. It would be fantastic. I, I like the attitude, yeah. but huh? listen, we want yeah. to go out. We want to try and win it. When John just mentioned there, you you do ideally want to finish top, but. Yeah. John Carver's saying there, listen, they want to get as many points as, as they can because, listen, what is ideal start? It's uh, They deserve to be where they are. Um, but, listen, that, that's going to be a big ask on Thursday. I'll tell you, finally, what he did say was he didn't like the attitude of the Spanish players about saying, you know, we'd get football stopped. I've got to be honest, I didn't like it. I thought it was disrespectful, but, you know, it was their prerogative to say whatever they want to say. Whether they wanted to use that as an excuse, I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned... It, it agitated me um, and I'm sure it would have got to some of the players but there's a long time gone since then and it's about being professional and having a clear head going into, these ga- into this game so I, I don't think it'll be a distraction So we're looking forward to that on Thursday the countdown is on to that one and then we play well let's see what happens then but a week tomorrow we play France so some Huge games coming up. In the Championship at the weekend well uh, Queen's Park 0-0 with Morton just looking at the big result. there weren't a lot of goals at all Wraith Rovers and Dundee United Barry was looking good for Rovers and then United equalised fair yeah, enough yeah. I, I said listen Dundee United was most people's favourites mm. and rightly so because Paul I think they'll blow everybody else's budget out the out the water but yeah that's two teams that are, I think or I believe that are going to go neck and neck um, and Wraith Rovers a bit, a bit disappointed yeah. obviously going a goal up but Two evenly matched teams. United stay top. Air United, that was a surprise winning 2-1 at Airdrie. It was. And uh, Duncan Ferguson got off to a 0-0 start up there, the Battle of the Jags. And in League One, well, the big game, as you know, was at night time, Falkirk and Hamilton 0-0 in the torrential rain. John, undoubtedly the rain affected a lot of these games at the weekend. Yeah, it did. A lot of games called off as well, yeah, weren't there? So, indeed, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, it. Um, I love Scotland, but it, it rains yeah. a lot. It does places. indeed, John, but you love it. You're here, um, well, all, most of the time. What about down south? Can we pit you two against each other? So, John, uh, Ange Postacoglu, who led your old club so well for two years, top of the table at Tottenham, and Barry, your old teammate, challenging and winning. Ooh, John's against... old team, he played with Arsenal. Yeah, of course. And He's got to say in both of them. Of course he has, yeah, yeah. I was, was of course Do you know what? Yeah. Just leave me out of this one and just ask John. <laughs> John, what about Ange Postacoglu? Start this one again. Well, I think he yeah. surprised an awful lot of people. I think people respected him. They'd heard about him. Obviously, the job he did at Celtic, five trophies in two seasons, mm. ever left on a, on the back of a treble. Um Daniel Levy took him, lost his arguably his best player, Tottenham's record goal scorer, England's record goal scorer in Harry Kane, but didn't make a fuss over it. Didn't basically beg Harry Kane to stay. Said, look, if you don't want to be a part of what I'm trying to do here, then you make your own mind up when Harry Kane goes to Bayern Munich for the best part, £100 million. Brought in Madison, for example. Kulachevsky, Son, Madison, um, Basuma, some real, 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 yeah, he's brought him in, yeah, and um, and if the other managers didn't fancy him, didn't yeah. play Basuma, and at the weekend they went down to ten men. 
went to Kenilworth Road where it all started for me, yeah, Luton. Of course, yeah. And um, they did very well. They started really well and they still won. They still won the game one nil with 10 men. So yeah. he's riding the crest of a wave right now. And what about your old team then? North London's finest. I know you were there for a number of years, did so well. What about Arsenal? Can, can they win the title? I think they can. I, I, yet last year, I wasn't so sure. But I think Declan Rice uh, makes mm-hmm. them a better team. Uh, Raya, the goalkeeper that he's he's chosen uh, to to be the number one uh, goalkeeper now, um, and they're stronger. They're stronger, Paul, and, and and they run Man City close last season. Late in the season, Man City showed their quality. That's the when they do come good. Yeah, usually, they, 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 and yeah, a lot of people fancy them to go on and win it. But this season, I think Arsenal just that little bit better than what they were last season, and they might just get a bit closer to City. Barry, what do you think of it? I think they're going to definitely be up there. You, you mm. can't rule out Man City, but saying that, that's two defeats in a row, which you very rarely uh, see from a, a Man City team getting beat off Wolf, uh, sorry, Wolves last week. Um, it was it was a pretty even game, if I'm being honest with you. I think nothing each would have been the, the, a fair result, but you've got to give Arsenal credit. Um, can, uh, sorry, but can, yeah. can Ange, can Spurs get in the mix? Well, exactly. Yeah, they're going to be in the mix, aren't John, they? I called it at the start of the season. Top I, yeah. I, I thought top four, top four. 100%. Mm. Um, and uh, do you know the biggest surprise is, is John mentioned that Harry Kane, Who? I, mean, I thought he would have been a massive loss, but that's where you've yeah. got to give, not just... Postacoglu, but the Spurs players, um, a lot of them have, have took it upon themselves to go and, and be that, that player that makes a difference. Um, but he's made some real good signings, and listen, who knows? Richardson, getting the best out of Richardson. John, Celtic, one of your old teams, your beloved Celtic, two weeks off now. So a rest for the players and they come back to Hearts away and then Atletico Madrid yeah, at home. Yeah, tough fixtures, yeah. Paul. is no easy fixture, especially when when you've got to go to the Edinburgh clubs. Um, <clears throat> and then obviously, if we can get something against Atletico Madrid, we need we need to win the game. But obviously, we, we understand the quality and what we're up against. But I'm sure the players will go out there and give everything they're at home um, there'll be a wonderful atmosphere the crowd will get behind them and we, we've got to try and get some points on the board to get back into the mix really and Barry for your old club for Rangers the next Massive few days week. crucial huge week Paul um, as I said I'd be surprised if there's not a manager in place by the by the weekend um, so it's big decisions that the, the board need to make they need to make sure this new manager is the right manager to take the club forward um, so yep Looking forward to this week to see what the outcome's going to be. I got so many messages on Friday from friends who were at your event, so and they're listening to the show, they enjoy it. And lots of people and friends last night at the James Forest. So it's brilliant. We've got a lot of people tuning in from five every night. Barry won't see you for a couple of days. Good luck with everything. Yeah, yeah, bye. yeah good luck with so, your mate. Yeah. Yep. Getting a wee... yeah, I'm getting my uh, tidy up my knee. I've been struggling, Paul, for the last uh, couple of months. So I'm going to get a wee minor up Wednesday morning. But I'll, listen, I'll be up up my boat in the afternoon exactly and you'll be tuned in anyway oh I'll be tuned yeah. in keep it on thank you well I'll tell you tomorrow for Wednesday night but uh, <laughs> and John thanks so much we'll see you and hear thanks you next week thanks Paul enjoyed That's, it cheers the news is next and we're back tomorrow night at 5 the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for the best customer service call 0800 233 5788 let's go 
looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. 